everybody. Welcome to the second segment, episode 251 of Sold with Updike Pew. I'm Jeff Updike. I'm Weston Pew. Today we thought we'd take and talk to you a little bit about the history of Oaklawn. It's really, the Oaklawn, as you said earlier, there's a lot of neighborhoods that have a lot of history, but Oaklawn itself really, I think, has a deeper history than many of the other areas because of its uh, location close to downtown. You know, Dallas started... Uh, initially on the Trinity River, mm-hmm. and then just kind of blew out Slowly from there. Yeah. What are the definition? What are the the boundaries of Oaklawn? Well, let me show you. So <laughs> okay. it's it's really interesting. If you go into Google Maps, you can actually type in Oaklawn, Dallas, Texas, and it brings this map up, and it will show you in the a slightly unhighlighted way where Oaklawn is. Uh, it. Uh, comes down the basically comes down 35 uptown is technically included in Oaklawn. it goes over to 75 goes all the way up to Knox Henderson and then cuts back across and kind of encompasses uh, the Knox Park area uh, portions of Turtle Creek part of the Katy Trail it, it's actually a planned development that is so interesting that this map because as locals here this there would be a huge argument about this mm-hmm. but that is not how it gets cut like typically people think that at turtle creek when it crosses over that that is the stopping point yeah as far as like the southern and that that going all the way up uh to knox no way so um the area uh, this area was really started in 1846 by william grigsby he was uh, a, a settler that came here and he would, it was part of the, the Texas Revolution that happened. And when he came, he took over this land that was actually promised to a different man. It was promised to a man named John Cole. Hmm. And he, over several years, eventually agreed to sell the land to John Cole. I was say, yeah. Sold him 160 acres, which is what you see in, inside that, that map, for a dollar an acre. Mm-mm. 18, 1840s, you know, that's a lot of money back then. That seems a little, even by that standard, it seems a little. Here's my question. The last name, Grigsby, mm-hmm. do we see that on any streets? Uh, you don't see it on streets. You do see it uh, in, uh, let's see, we don't see it in streets, but I, we've seen it in buildings. The, 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 an interesting, another real inter- interesting part about John Cole is you play at Cole Park. That is that is where he originally built uh, his uh, his home. He had a general store there. Uh, John Cole was also a doctor, and so he set up his practice there as well. And by the 1870s, people were just pouring into these neighborhoods because they were not in the middle of the central business yeah. district. And guess what else they had? Uh, freshwater. A freshwater spring. And that is so weird to me because when we talk about like Cedar Springs is named when you and I used to represent and sold um, Piazza and um, Parkside. Parkside, there was a creek that went through there, and I remember looking on the opposite side of the creek, mm-hmm. and there was water. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling you, "Hey, uh, it looks like someone hit you know fresh water line." And you're mm-hmm. like, "No, it's creek." Yeah. So you can see it actually a spring coming out, and it feeds this creek that runs through. 
it's interesting too because it also causes a lot of changing in the soil in that area it because does. that water table is so close to the surface. Yeah, it's a really interesting, and I do play Coal Park. Actually, it's funny. Dallas Morning News has an article today about firefighters that were on their downtime mm-hmm. pulled up in a fire truck and went and played pickleball at Coal Park yesterday. Interesting. Good pictures. <laughs> really cute, cute story. So much of the, many of the people that moved into this area moved in and they really began a lot of their development right around the Methodist Church. And mm-hmm. we know where the Oakland United Methodist Church is now. That is the original location, although the building we see today is the third building. But it's still old. Have you been inside of it? Yes. It still feels yep. very, very, very old. Not like old, like Mexico old. old. No, the, uh, the current building was built in 1915. Uh, Interesting. So that building is the third building, and it is still over 100 years old. Well, what's also is a little fun fact about the Oaklawn area is that it had the first gay club called the Clay Club Reno. Mm-hmm. Reno. Reno. Yeah, 1947. That is early. And it also had the first gay pride in 1972, a year after I was born. Isn't that special? And uh, in October of 2018, it was uh, Oaklawn was commemorated with the Texas State Historical Marker. You can see it uh, right on the street, right in front of JR's. Yep. And uh, it was becoming the first neighborhood in any Texas city to receive a marker for its LBGTQ uh, history. Hmm. I did not know that. And it's so interesting because we may have been the first. But did you think about some of the other locations in other cities? I feel like their gay community and their gay Mm -hmm. is a little bit, has even more. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it's just because of the acceptance that we have here in Dallas that Mm -hmm. people are like in Oak Cliff and then Mm -hmm. they migrate into Uptown and they, it's just like this giant smorgasbord now. Some of the landmarks that are really crucial to this area, again, as we talked about the Oak, um, Oaklawn Methodist Church. Did you know that they actually have a coffee house just on the back side of that now? Yep. I've been there one time. I believe there's also a little dog park there in this area. So it's a really great area that sets up. I believe that the people that actually um, run that and that actually um, it goes to are some of the homeless in the area. Hmm. So it's a really good one, too, for that. The um, uh, th- This was also where the school was located originally for that area. Hmm. So it's uh, it really this corner kind of became the central point for Oak Lawn for many, many, many years. Interesting. One of the other uh, historical buildings there is the Oak Lawn Fire Station. And this was built in 1909. Uh, it was designed by architect Herbert Green. Uh, the building is an excellent example of Dallas's uh, early public architecture and exhibits American Prairie School uh, style uh, with some mission style embellishments in it. To me, there are elements of this that remind me of High Park Village. Yes. And there is a little bit of even of the crossover into Fair Park. And I believe that all kind of was tied into the same time as they were coming up for the 1938 Expo. Really interesting information there. Melrose Hotel is across the street and down the way. This is a really classic hotel. Mm -hmm. Forever, we would always go to the library bar there. It was one of the few places that has excellent jazz. And just recently, they have bought up additional older shopping centers that were adjacent to it, converted it into a spa, and added a pool there off this. So it is a wonderful wonderful classic hotel i've stayed there a couple of times it's been uh, special occasions that that we've stayed there over the years and it is it has a really historical feel to it just when you walk in uh my friend ed ishmael and i used to meet there for breakfast whenever he was in town and uh, their their restaurant is really great for breakfast. Margie and I, when Margie was back here, she's one of our clients. She and I used to go to the library on Thursdays and have they had um, salmon tartare nachos 
and old fashions. She's mm. like, they're the best. They were really good stuff. So the, the last building that we wanted to talk about is the Stephen J. Hay Elementary School. And this is uh, 3801 Herschel, which is on the other side of Lemon Avenue, just kind of back behind uh, where the Whole Foods is. And it's been through uh, a variety of uses. It is still uh, part of the DISD uh, building structure. The uh, This uh, housed a uh, the Women's Academy for many, many years. Mm -hmm. I think it was temporary while they were uh, building the permanent uh, Irma Rangel uh, Women's Academy. And I think it's used by administrative off, uh, administrative uses right now. I there are no classes in it as far as I know. So the interesting thing to me is this area, This it has a ton of green space because it still has the fields and everything like that, that space. This is where that neighborhood uses for lots of dog walking in the evenings and in the mornings. Lots. Great sidewalks in this area. But again, if you've got one of those dogs that needs to air it out, this is a great location to go take them for a run. And this was designed by Thomas Galbraith, which is the same architect that did the Hall of State at Fair Park. Yep, so that's correct. Very, it's a, uh, it's really a, a kind of a, a non, uh, single, like, it's not, it's it's it's, it was built to be a very simple building, knowing it was going to be a school. Yep. I think so, they accomplished that. I do too. So we hope you found this helpful. If there's any information that uh, you think would be information for us to know about the history of Oaklawn, throw it in the comments. We would love to hear that. And just remember, we want to be a realtors for life. When you're ready to talk real estate, you can reach us online, by phone, or by text at 214-377-2223. And remember, we want to be a realtors for life.